Survivor Specialist Phil and Alexa are back, and we finally have gotten to the point of predictions and power rankings for the first time in a year and a half. Here we are, and today we are joined by Janet Carbon for the first time ever. Stanit is here, and she <laughs> is here as the seventh of the top eight from Island of the Idols that we've had on this podcast. So it's great to finally be able to get Janet on this show, and she is ready to rank the 16 remaining castaways. Janet, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here, and uh, you never know how these predictions are going to go. <laughs> We're doing it live, everybody. <laughs> yeah. what, did you, uh, what did you think of the premiere? You know, I really enjoyed the premiere. You hear all of this talk, oh, this, people just don't like change. Change mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be bad. There is some change that is bad, like a nullifier in the last five. But that's <laughs> um, what I see is a positive in that season or in the premiere is they took a lot of the downtime out, mm -hmm. which you would normally have on the island. And the game had to start right from the get-go. Now, if you're a player, honestly, I was starting the game right there. I can name the people in my cast. You know, we were playing, you know, like Jeff said in the first tribal council, are we, uh, the, is the pedal on, you know, four or is the pedal on one? You have to be on four in the type of season that they have set up. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. You also have a smaller, every tribe is smaller. So if you're coming in really hot and there's, there's only five other people with you, you, you have to be able to appeal to those five people as opposed to nine other people. And you're going to get to know them in that short amount of time. I mean, people don't realize when you take away all distractions, you just have each other to talk to. Mm -hmm. You are getting, you know, six times the amount of, of involvement with that person in that short amount of time. So with the smaller tribes and the shorter time, I think that there's, you're still going to get the same level of gameplay. Now this new 50, 50 thing is an interesting twist, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. so let's, let's talk about that one. And you're talking about the, uh, the, the shot in the dark, right? Yes. So let's talk about that. Cause this is a question that Chrissy Hoffbeck put out on Twitter and she said, if the first person to vote rolls the die and picks parchment, it's one in six. Now the second person enters the voting area. If they play, is it now one in five or is the sixth parchment now added back? If the first person gets safe, can anyone else get safe? I think that's an interesting point. Is this something where the entire tribe could go up there and even though it's only a 17% chance, they all get safe at this tribal or does you know, it? That's a really work? good point. And That's I feel like what's his face? Um, Matt Van Wagenen responded to it. Um, I have to find what he said. He didn't give a ton of details. He Someone commented and then he pretty much just said yes. But yeah, we could have another kind of Siri situation. There's a very low chance of it, but that wouldn't be great. No, I'm a victim of chance myself. I think that kind of sucks, you know, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. I um, That's a really good question yeah and i'm sure they've thought that through and i'm sure they want everybody wondering mm -hmm. what, what the heck it, it could, could happen i mean good question 
I'm going to see what he said. You guys keep talking. I'm going to find Alexa. Alexa's going to hunt that down. But Janet, you keep on mentioning this thing that happened at the end of Island of the Idols. And obviously, we're going to be doing predictions and power rankings here for season 41. But uh, I got to speak with you after the finale that night when you were just – and you were in a really good mood. I think you'd, you'd pretty much come to terms with all of this. But um, what's something from this season, whether it's the nullifier or with these new twists that they're adding in, What's something that you hope to see this season that Survivor kind of learns from what happened to you, what happened to Suri, and what happened to all of these other people who kind of got screwed really late in the game when it was out of their control? I would love to see, you know, they're talking about less idols and less advantages in this season. I honestly would love to see once you get towards the end of the game, those things are are definitely less. And it definitely comes down to more gameplay you know, what's going on with the challenges and how the relationships are working rather than this surprise thing that's just, when you have seven people left in the game, it's a different game. It's it's mm-hmm. it's different everything. And I would like to see it more pure old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and I agree. I mean, I remember when we were talking about it, it was one of those things where, I could feel the impending dread, the impending doom of something like once you realize up, there's an idol nullifier and there's an idol and the idols in the hands of somebody. If they got to the end, they'd probably win. Although Tommy says he'd beat you. But, you know, we can argue (laughs) that until we're blue in the face. We'll let you. Tommy Tommy would have beaten the pope, according to Tommy. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) I had Tommy hands down. (laughs) (laughs) So so but the thing is. Like it starts to all of a sudden from somebody who really watches the game closely like we do or like the old Survivor players who have you know been through it, it starts to all of a sudden feel a little bit less exciting as you get near the end because you're like, all right, how is this going to screw over somebody who just didn't go to Island of the Idols at the right time? Because at the end of the day, you went to Island of the Idols as many times as Dean. You just didn't get the same type of advantage that he got. Exactly. And that that's also questionable and that's come up a lot is – you know, what did people have to do for those advantages? Like Vince had to crawl in at night and try and steal fire. That's not the same thing as a flip of a coin. Not at all. (laughs) And, you know, and with the flip of a coin, you're getting awarded the most powerful thing there Mm -hmm. for not, you know, that seemed a little, uh, you know, Elizabeth having to make fire, you know, Mm -hmm. against Boston Rob. That's not the same thing as Kelly answering some questions. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, so those things I think are a little wonky. Yeah. <laughs> a little little uneven. And and yeah. it seems it seems like they are trying to figure out because even with um with with uh fire tokens that came up in season 40 and now they're not bringing them back. It does seem like there's certain elements that they're starting to realize in this year and a half that we've had off, we could lose some of our fan base if we continue on this path. Because at the end of the day, there's this there's been this big argument that well, not an argument, but since season 34, there hasn't been a female winner. Right. And a lot of that maybe has to do with just the fact, you know, in a season 30, I don't know, in David versus Goliath, Nick was just the best player out there. He really was. And so he wins that one. But then there's also things where I understand that Sarah wins 34, but Sari might not win that season because of what happens. Same right. with you in this, in Island of the Idols, there's certain elements. So I think they're starting to kind of learn from this and i think they had to do a big look in the mirror during uh um, yeah. during quarantine and say okay how can we make this season what the fans really want this season to be which is you know new elements exciting right. elements this die is kind of exciting and and i like the idea of taking things away from people 
but also making it so that throughout the entire game, you don't feel like somebody has to get screwed just because. Right. Yes. And I do like the, I know this isn't going to be popular, but um, I do like the thing of almost losing your flint if you lost mm-hmm. the, the reward, because what that does is it changes your gameplay. You're not going to throw a reward now. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of times you would throw a reward because you're of gameplay, you're trying to get, you know, do something. Now you're not going to throw a reward because it's going to cost the tribe. It adds, I like that. It adds a lot of importance to challenges. And I think yeah. a lot of times people watch and don't pay attention to the challenges, but that's what Survivor is. That is like the 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 oldest version of Survivor. So I, I mean, I'm sure the players understandably hate it, but I think it, it makes for a more competitive game, which I think is really fun. Actually, when I saw it, I was like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Them. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, honestly, there were a lot of times I gave up on a lot of the challenges because I was like, do I want to push this physically? Mm-hmm. If I'm, I don't really have a shot at winning, do I, you know, so there's a lot of that that goes on with all the players. Mm-hmm. Where I think mm-hmm. if you're losing something as a tribe, that's going to change what you do. And that's going to yeah. change the whole outcome mm-hmm. of well, what happens. Yeah. And, and I think it's a big thing because people on Survivor, the newer players, and, and you could probably speak to this from Island of the Idols, but, you know, they started to get used to, we're going to get a huge basket of fruit at the beginning. We're going to get a rice. I don't know if you guys got beans still, but you get something. Mm-hmm. And then it keeps, and then you're just going to keep building on that. Yes. And, and now you're having less people, fewer people, I guess, but you're getting yes. fewer people and you're having more food. So it's actually getting a little bit easier because you're not losing it. But now all of a sudden it's, hey, you lost this. Now you don't have fire for two days. What are you going to do? Right. That to me is super exciting. That reminds me of Borneo, Australia, mm-hmm. Africa. Survival Africa. That's what and I you know, And that made me, as soon as I saw that, I said to my husband, who coached me through everything, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we got to go get some bamboo. Because if I had to, I need to make sure I'm still starting fires with just the (laughs) bamboo. That's what it's going to do. It's going to make you do other alternative ways of of finding food. Here's my concern about the food issue. Mm -hmm. We got rice when we had gone in. Mm -hmm. Um, It depends on the island as to what is actually getting depleted now also, Mm -hmm. because there's so many seasons being filmed on the same islands. Right. There can't be as many coconuts as there were back in season 33. So that went into my mind. I'm like, okay, if I go out there, is there going to be our mango trees replenished? They are pretty good about that and and moving and trying to keep the the island replenished. Mm -hmm. But that was my first thing. Okay. You know, are we going to be able to get fish there? Is there going to be a spear? Do we have to make a spear? Mm -hmm. You know, is there going to be nuts? You know, so it's just a different way of thinking. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump into these power rankings. And I know other things in this conversation will come up as we actually start talking about the players, because when we talk about Tiffany, how can we not talk about the right in front of your face? Jamal advantage that we don't know if it's actually going to be an advantage or not, but it was right in front of her face and she didn't grab it. So we'll talk about that when we get there. But the way we're doing this and for anybody who's a patron, uh, a $20 patron, if you're a top tier patron, 
that means you get to actually participate in the power rankings game alongside us. So you'd email your power rankings each week to survivor specialists at gmail.com. You compete against Phil and Alexa, and you can compete against our survivor guests of the week as well, which right now it is Janet for this week. <laughs> um, so you'll get to see if you're better than us. That, that, that could, that could be a nice confidence boost to start the week, but email us there. The way it works is we put number one is our safest player. Number 16 is who we think is going home. Uh, sometimes in this early game, people get mad at us because we don't necessarily put who we think is going to win at the top. We just put who we don't think has any chance of going home. But that's the name of the game. Um, anyway, who should get this kicked off? Uh, I think we just send it right to you, Janet. Who do you have at number one? <laughs> who is the safest person this week? Heather. Ooh, tell us about Heather. Um, Sometimes when you're just not a major focal mm -hmm. point. You can just like, I just like people that observe. That's, that's my method. Observe a lot of things and kind of lay a little groundwork and lay a little low. So Heather. <laughs> and what, what did you, so, so Heather getting pretty much nothing in this first episode, obviously you've played, you say to yourself, I know I'm going to be a big character on this season. I make it deep. I have the idol. I get booted that way. Like there's going to be a lot going on here, but every survivor has that fear that they're going to be the, the under edited person for sure. Because I I've met plenty of survivor and they all have egos that they want to be in this show. Yes. What do you think about Heather's edit from this first episode? Is she just immediately like, she's not winning this season. She got nothing there. Like what, like, are we going to get more of her, do you think? Or is she yes. going to be that unfortunate person? I think it's going to slowly, you'll slowly start seeing more. Okay. It'll be a slow progression. And again, the time frame of the show is different, but it's still going to follow that same method. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I'm very leery, honestly, of who gets a lot of mm -hmm. diaries in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And a yeah. lot of, I, I really am. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there can be strong characters in the beginning and they're showing those in diaries just so you're getting like a taste of people mm -hmm. and they start, we'll see if they start yeah. coming on a little bit more. It's tough because Luvu won the challenge too. And so they were the only tribe that didn't go to tribal. So they get a little bit less screen time. Yes. And that, that's the other thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I stay there though with my number one and I have Danny at number one. Do and, and Danny, so so my thing was, I don't necessarily know if Danny's going to be able to win this game, uh, but he just because we've never seen an, a professional athlete win, I guess Tyson, but not really. <laughs> I love what he did in this Thank first you. episode, though. I absolutely love what he did in this first episode. I think he's in a good position. I think the Sean will definitely take the straight bullet here if Nasir is able to convince the rest of his tribe. It won't be Danny because Danny has gotten that straight shooter thing out of the way. And it seems like his tribe really believed everything he told them after um, he went away for that period of time. And he's the only one who actually doesn't have the extra vote. He just played the played it safe. Yeah. Um, I, agree like pick with I think that he's going to have a struggle. I think he's going, unless somebody decides to keep him on straight up as a shield. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think that he's got a long life in the game. Yeah, I have. So I'll give my one and two. Uh, my one is Xander. My two is Danny. And I think for this week, 
I think because I, I think you're right, Janet. I think like in terms of longevity, I think people are going to look at someone like Danny and also someone like Xander and say, okay, three days in, they did that excruciating water bucket challenge when they did this summit climb. I think scary for later on, but for this week, it is very clear that they can help the tribes, their tribes win challenges. And now winning challenges is extra important. So I think that's what gives them gives them both um, at least like short-term longevity. I really like Xander because he's super young, but he does not act it. He doesn't seem like stressed out or way too overexcited. He's like really cool and collected. I love Xander. Yeah. That's Xander reminds me of Jack. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. And what, what you did not see on my season is Jack and I were extremely close, mm-hmm. probably closer than any one of any other alliances. Wow. Like th- that. And we didn't even really have an alliance. We did, but we didn't. We were just really close and everybody's and they never showed that. Like when he got voted off, he handed me his jacket. Mm-hmm. Which you didn't see until I was till we were actually walking off the stage. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's he reminds me of him. And so, do you think? Do you think Xander's kind of going to have a similar fate to Jack, where he's going to go pretty much right when merge time is happening? I do, and I think he's going to go then because things are going to get serious. I was going to vote Jack off right after we got to, to merge. Mm-hmm. Jamal and I said that, and we said that was going to be our hardest. That it was just going to be brutal to mm. do that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I do think Xander will wind up unless Xander can can get an alliance with a strong person that carries a lot of weight in the um, in the tribe. Like that's why um, Dean made the reference when Jack got voted off. She said the godmother is sad that her son got voted off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what that reference was. Got to. it. Got it. So. Getting some good inside info here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Heather, I think, is going to fly under the radar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, they're going to keep her around. If I was honestly one of the meat shields, I'd be making friends with her. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the only way they're not going to be the target. So who who do you have it to then? Erica. Erica is my number three. I like Erica. I do too. So you're sticking with you're sticking with the Luvu women who kind of had the smaller edits, but so you're you're seeing the Luvu women coming together and finding a crack mm-hmm. and taking down the guys mm-hmm. on that. Track. I do. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. I think that they're going. The Luvu women could meet if Xander could team up with them somehow. You know what I'm saying? At some point, that's going to be like his saving grace is teaming up with people that are more under the radar kind of thing. And I think when you look at like the men on the Luvu tribe, there's already a big divide with Danny and Deshaun kind of versus Nasir because he, you know, called them out for idol hunting. So the women are in a really good position where they can sort of pick and choose what whichever side they want to vote with they're like a swing group of three yes they are Mm -hmm. and and what and i'm sure they have realized that but i'm sure we as a viewing community do not know what they realize and what they don't Mm -hmm. realize but i'm sure they have Mm -hmm. yeah i can't imagine that they didn't let's put it that way yeah well it's funny janet because your first two are luvu and my number two is sydney 
Um, and that's the only one you didn't mention. So I have Sydney there at number mm-hmm. two because I think Sydney was the one while Erica and 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 uh, Heather got a little bit of a quieter edit, I feel like Sydney was the one who kind of bridged that gap between the seer and Danny. And this is why I actually feel very confident in Danny early on. I'm more worried about the Sean and the seer on this drive. But I think that Sydney is kind of that middle person here who is saying to the women, hey, we could go with Nasir. But I think she's also saying to the guys, Nasir's coming for you. And so being in that position, that could hurt her later on. But if she is tight enough with Heather and Erica to feel that comfortable, all she needs to do is find Nasir or Danny, who are clearly going to be against each other pretty much from square one. And Deshaun was very vocal that he was going to be against Nasir now for Nasir bringing that up. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I have Sydney here at number two. Um, Don't really know much about her, but it does seem like she has a pretty good feel on what's going on with that shot. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Me and Janet are going to be on a complete different page. This literally this fun now. I like that. Um, Who is your number three, Janet? Xander. Good choice. He'll be okay right now. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. Well, I just he's I just want to squeeze him. (laughs) (laughs) Ranking by cheek pinching. um, Yes. I'll go ahead and I'll do my three, four then because my four is Xander. But at number three, I'm going to have somebody that Janet's probably going to say, Phil, what in the world are you doing? Like, I don't know if you actually watch this episode, but I have David Vochi and um, I do. And I love David Vochi. So this is a bit of a personal pick here. I think this guy is hilarious. And I also think that him and Xander have kind of indebted themselves to this tribe. Mm -hmm. I know that Eric went home. And so I know that I should be a little bit scared for David and I should be a little bit scared for Xander. But in reality, I'm very scared for the three women on that tribe because I don't think they're going to align together. I think Evie and Liana are very much a pair and I think they'd be willing to work with Xander and um, and David. But I don't necessarily think they're going to be willing to work with Tiffany. So I Mm. think that if the guys decide we want to swoop up Tiffany – they're going to be able to take out Evie or Liana, but if um, they don't, if they're not able to swoop up Tiffany, then they'll just vote out Tiffany with Evie and Liana. I think that tribe has become very, very interesting, and I do think they're going to lose, but I don't think that David's going to go here. I think he's got too much game, and I mm-hmm. think that this tribe is going to be scared that with how fast this game is moving, if you start voting out everybody, like Eric, I don't think was one of the strongest people on their tribe, but if you vote out David or Xander who just won you the Flint, which now you no longer have. Right. Are you really shooting yourselves in the foot and getting to the point where, Hey, we might be the last two people left on this tribe. And then what do we do? Mm-hmm. That's going to depend upon how hungry they are. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they're finding breadfruit and they're surviving on coconuts and they're able to get a fire going, they'll vote a strong person out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll go into it. What they'll do is what I think they'll do. I don't know what they'll do. But what mm-hmm. I, I, I'm thinking is, is they're going to try and figure out when the merge or a swap is coming up. And they'll they'll say, okay, we can lose. See, this is where you may not lose. So now that mm-hmm. I'm saying this, I'm talking it through, because we would sit there and say, okay, we can lose the next two challenges or re- whatever. And then 
go into the swap or the whatever, the merge, and it'll change things around. Where now they may not go in saying it's okay to lose because you're losing too much, you're you're losing something. Or they say, all right, we can survive on what we have. Let's get rid of the strong person, go into the swap, and we'll pair up with the other women or the weaker people from the other tribes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how I'd be thinking. Yeah. It's it's something and, and there's something to be said for like these tribes that do get decimated early on. They actually tend to do very well. We saw like yes. with Malcolm and Denise They're a lot closer. We saw with the FOA FOA four. They they have to work together a little bit stronger. So that's something that yeah, when could you be lose right there. together, you bond just as much as if you win together. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. You'll be surprised at my next pick. OK, well, who is it? Let's Tiffany. hear it. Okay. Interesting. I love Tiffany. I do too, but I don't think she's going to be loved on the tribes. Mm -hmm. I think that she's not going to be well received. And I think that's why she'll be okay right now in the game because they'll dismiss her. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. She's not going to be a threat. Mm -hmm. So she's going to be the annoying person. (laughs) Yeah. I, I kind of agree here. I think Tiffany's in, I think Tiffany actually is probably in the swing position on that tribe. I yes. really do. Even though she was the other name that was coming up when Abraham went home, I think she is now in the middle. Yeah, and it's I just agree. A, a, just a matter of which side does she pick. And as long as she doesn't overplay it the way we've seen other people in the middle overplay it in the past, that's going to be a big thing as well. Mm-hmm. I think that I also think that once you start putting somebody's name out there and they don't get picked, it's almost like they're either going to keep getting picked every single time to go up or it's like, all right, let's give them a break and let's see what else is going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the, it's just the way people think, I think, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Alexa, right. who's your four? My number four is she's probably way too high, but I, I have Shan at number four. Um, Obviously, they've already gone to tribal council, so there's already like a lot of drama with that green tribe. But Shan is friends with every single person there, and I think there's going to be, just based on this past tribal council, there's going to be drama around Ricard. There's going to be drama around Brad. There's going to be drama around JD, and Shan is like circulating it. She's not a part of it. She's friends with everyone. I think Shan's in a really good spot. I like Shan. And even though she just lost her best buddy, she voted for her best buddy. So exactly. I, I like Shan's spot right now. I'm not too concerned with her. I definitely think that Sarah was a more obvious boot than it was played up to us. Yeah. So, so um, I don't think Shan is in a bad spot at all compared yeah. to what we're being led to believe. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. Who you got um, at five, Janet? Yeah. Um, Danny. Danny. Okay. So still up there. He's up there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Danny's there. He's, you know, he's going to be on people's radar. Ah, John. (laughs) My other computer. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Danny, Danny's a good pick. I think he's definitely safe for a bit. Yeah. Alexa, who's your five? Um, I have Heather and I think you're right, Janet. I think Heather is very, we obviously didn't get a lot of her, but I think 
she's very like inoffensive. I don't think she's going to stir the pot for anyone. And I think at this point, that's exactly what you have to be doing. Yeah. At this point, you know, it's that middle of the road. You're better off being middle of the road right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I also have Heather at number five. Mm. I just don't, I, I think if that tribe loses, I think Nasir and, and Deshaun are being set up for being the first boot over there. So, so I'm confident that it won't be Heather or Erica or Sydney. Cause I think out of all of the groups and I'm, I could very well just be misreading this Yase tribe. Like I could just be totally whiffing on where I have these people, but out of all of the groups, I think Luvu has the tightest group of women. I think those women are are going to play this game together as long as they can possibly play this game together. And that's why I don't have Erica too far behind where I have Heather. That's an interesting, interesting thought. That's funny because in the preseason, that was the complete opposite sentiment. I yeah. know. I was all in on the guys are going to work together and pull in Sydney or pull in Heather or pull in or pull in Erica. And now I have completely flipped. And I think that the women are going to run that try because I think Nasir has dug himself a hole on day one mm-hmm. yeah 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 he may he just may have unless yeah. something happens unless there's a twist that I changes know. the format and i wouldn't be surprised if that comes soon well and not for nothing too you have to think that somebody like nasir could absolutely just play that shot in the dark and be safe right and can you play the shot in the dark at every single tribal council? Did we ever get an answer to that? I you play it once. Think only you get, once. You get one try. Okay. Got it. Which is, yeah. I think, for the better. That's definitely for the better. Yeah, that would um, be a disaster if not. Who is next for you, Janet? This is number six. Evie. Ah, yeah. Evie's in a good spot. Yeah. I just, again, all the same reasons that I'm giving. Like, the probably this middle group of five people are all in that for that same reasoning, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I think she'll be okay. Yeah. I have not to go too far ahead. I have Sydney at six and, and Evie at seven. Um, just cause we've talked about both of them already. I think, um, you know, physically and like socially, I think Sydney seems to be doing really well. Um, we've kind of talked about this blue yeah. tribe a lot and yeah. over on the Yase tribe, I think, Evie is like sort of in control and doesn't quite seem like it, which is exactly where you want to be. Exactly. And I actually think that her quirky personality mm-hmm. is going to really help her at this point. Definitely. Again, she's not going to be perceived as a threat. People mm-hmm. are going to perceive her as just somebody that can just be there and help the tribe along for right now. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of what's interesting about this season is it's what it what are we looking at as threatening? I think what's good for this cast is there is no that's my poverty of this season. There right. is no that's my Boston Rob of this season. Like we don't have that very clear stereotypical player, and I think that that comes down to a lot of the casting. I was saying before the season began, there's a lot of diversity, but the age diversity on the season is massive, which is huge. You have a lot of 20 year olds. You have a lot of 50 something year olds. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing for the show because it throws everything into a little bit of chaos. And so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a big thing because now who does Evie want to align with when the other women on her tribe are Liana, who we've seen her gravitate towards, but then Tiffany, who's a 47 year old woman. Now I, it's, it's funny when yeah. I was at the uh, at the uh, opening watch party, 
bunch of us older survivors were there. We're like, we need a survivor, an old, uh, all older people, <laughs> 40. And we were like, we, we're calling us the wise tribe. I, it would be interesting. It would be really interesting to see a real mix of ages. Well, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what I like about this because we saw that back in the early seasons, and that's why we yeah. have people like Richard and Rudy and Sue. Those are three of the final four yeah. of the first season, and then you just go. Kim Johnson makes the final at in episode three, and you have Vesepia, who wasn't older, but she was a little bit older, and Pascal, who are in yeah. the final four of of season four, like. That was happening all the time, and then it totally stopped happening unless you got a random Denise Stapley. I mean, that's why yeah. I, you know, I knew I, when I went on the show, I needed to go on and make a big thing, or I was getting voted off first. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said, okay, I'm going to make fire without Flint. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and it was it. I really believe that was my saving one of my saving graces, but it was also. You know, I'm the fire queen, and you know, it's also they were afraid to go against me at the end. But that that, that ship had sailed. I had to do something. Yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, my seven is Erica, and I know I skipped one there, but because because uh, you all have brought up Erica, so I have all three of the Luvu women in my top seven. I love wow. the positioning of all of them. I think they're all really set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa's got all three in the top six, so we're we're yeah. feeling the Luvu women. And my no, number, your six? Oh, you're telling us right now. My number six is a little, probably a little bit surprising, much like my Bochi thing. But I'm going to say Ricard, who has definitely been the most polarizing person of this premiere. Yeah. But I think that Ricard for sure is going to be a long-term player on this season. Now, whether long-term means he makes it to final nine or final five, you know, making to the merge, he's making the merge and he's making it at least a vote or two past the merge. He is being played up as what I'm seeing as maybe the early game villain, or maybe Vochi's the early game villain. And Ricard is more of the long-term villain, but not villain in a bad way, villain in a fun way, but he Mm -hmm. is definitely trying to take total control of his tribe. And he's definitely only letting in the people that he wants to let in. And JD and Jeannie were very confused at this last tribal council. And he's throwing yeah. around Brad's name. That's yeah. not a good leadership position to be in. Mm-hmm. But I also think he's got enough leadership on that tribe right now that he has nothing to worry about. Because um, I think Jeannie or Brad or JD would probably be the next boot there. Because I think Ricard and Shan are tighter than we were led to believe in that first episode. But mm-hmm. Ricard's got to stop throwing around names of people who are supposedly in his alliance. I actually like him as a player for certain things. He just needs to keep his mouth shut a ton more. Mm -hmm. If he followed his strategy without talking about it so much, he'd be in better shape. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have him nearly as high as you do. Got it. (laughs) Who do you have at seven? Deshaun. Deshaun. Okay. So. What do we think about uh, what happened with Deshaun and Danny since now you have both of them in your top seven? What do we think about Deshaun and Danny getting caught looking for the idols and how that's going to impact them? Well, what they did is done all the time. They were just stupid how they went about it. They should have just been picking up firewood and looking at the same time instead, or they were supposed to be filling the barrels. I don't know. I get it, but I don't know. I I just, 
I don't fault them for it. I really don't. Where most I, people would. I feel like most people would would do what they did. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they did get it done. They filled the barrels. They yeah. got it done. Um. Yeah, my husband just said barely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> um. But you know what? They bonded on a bro level, which is going to be their downfall. That's yeah. That's true. It was, they hit the sand, the excitement, the adrenaline of getting there. It's like, oh man. And you do, you look for people that are like you in some way, shape or form. And these are two big guys. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they bonded on, hey bro, let's go, let's go. And they got kind of called. I, I don't fault them though. No, I, yeah. I think, I mean. Very natural. They yeah. got put into a bad spot where you yes. had to be pulled away. I think Danny was able to rebound a little bit more. One, just because of Danny's physical appearance. He's massive. an NFL he's player. They, all, they yeah. all think he's an NFL player. He was an NFL player. I think he actually gained some credibility after going out to that island walk, whatever you want to call it, yes. and saying what he said. He was very convincing. Nobody thought he was lying. I think that really worked in Danny's favor where Deshaun didn't get to rebound from that. And I do think that – if the women say, hey, Nasir, you're right. We're not going to get rid of you. We're going to get rid of one of those two guys because they're sneaky. It's going to be Deshaun because mm-hmm. they're going to want to use Danny at least a little bit for the challenges where Deshaun's just I, not going to be as useful. I agree. I agree. Um, but I don't worry about that tribe losing at all. Am yeah, I the I only think one that's feels good. that way? They're a strong tribe. I disagree. I think that they could lose depending upon the challenge. If it – it's going to sound bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many of them are maybe slide puzzle people or puzzle mm-hmm. makers, or they may be very strong mm-hmm. physically. I don't know where their other skills lie, which could change the dynamics of any challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's true. And, and a puzzle is obviously always the most important part of all these challenges. I mean, we right. saw, we saw we saw plenty of challenges in your season where a tribe was getting killed and they play the puzzle and all of a sudden they win or they're right in right. it and it doesn't matter. Right. Or mm-hmm. it's a water event or it's, you know, and they're not mm-hmm. used to it. They don't like mm-hmm. the water. You know, you, it depends on the challenge. Yeah. Since you said that, I want to take a quick time out and just say that um, for anybody who, and Jeff Probst included, for anybody who said, oh, Janet put her tribe way behind because she was swimming against an Olympian. The fact that she (laughs) lapped in the ocean. I just want to throw that one out there because when they did that aerial shot, I'm like, Janet's losing by like six lengths to an Olympian and she's 50 something years old. This is insane. And then Jeff's like, big lead for this tribe. And Janet's got her tribe behind. "Mm -hmm." But let's let's be real here. If Janet was in her prime. I no. told him, I'm like, come on, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy's a slack here. Yeah, yeah, because I'd like to see Tommy keep up with Elizabeth too. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> no, it, my tribe was very proud of me. That's why I picked up the immunity uh, idol from that mm-hmm. when we won that. They sent yeah. me for that. So and there you go. And who won that? Who won that challenge despite being behind? And again, it comes back to this puzzle. It doesn't. Yeah. You know. You know, yeah. it's and I agree. So, you know, I'm, I'm moving people around. If you want to see my paper, look at all those cross offs right now. Everybody. Oh, wow. Cross off city. I think I had David at 12 originally and I moved them all the way up to three. So I don't really know what I'm doing. But uh, anyway, Janet, who do you have as your number eight? Brad. Hey, great minds. Brad. think alike. I also have Brad. Wow. Okay. I have Brad because I think he's going to annoy the other people. <laughs> No, I do. I think that's exactly why he's going to get voted off because he's going to become very 
spiritual to the point where his spirituality may, he may want others to embrace it mm -hmm. and become annoyed when they don't. Mm -hmm. So, or they may be, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just see it. I see it's going to come down to camp life. But in this first episode, here's a guy who two, two of his people's faces on day number three looks him in the eye and says, Chantel or Sarah should go home. Says it right to their faces and then doesn't really become a target after saying that those women still go after JD or at least we're trying to go after JD. What was going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, Alexa, did you want to comment? Uh, no, I, I think he's, I, I think he's like, an, he's very innocent and I, I like that about him. I don't know what that will mean for him long-term, but I think he's somebody who's sort of a fish out of water mm -hmm. on this tribe. Um, yep. which could, that's it. Yeah. Could, could benefit him or could not. I don't think that the switch and who they voted out had really so much to do with Brad, so much to do with the women's personalities. Like, I don't know that he had much of an influence on their decision to go to change at all. Mm -hmm. I think they changed for reasons of their own. Mm -hmm. I don't think Brad has an influence over him, I guess. Yeah. I don't think he has like that, that power over everyone. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, I think the women just kind of, okay. And then made a decision based on whatever they were doing anyway, mm -hmm. for whatever reasons that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And and I think that that tribe was weirdly edited because so much was trying to focus on JD and give us like the red herring Cochran type vibe with him. And very much if you think about in Survivor South Pacific, when Elise does end up going home in that first episode, Cochran's the focal point and then Elise just goes. And that's kind of how Sarah felt here compared to JD, where JD yes. was being played up as I think JD is going to get screwed at some point or is going to overplay his hand but they wanted us to feel something more for him that they did I, for us to want to actually know what was going on on that tribe. Mm -hmm. Which leads me, he's my next choice, JD. You have him at nine. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You might be the highest, he might be the highest ranking on yours. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh -huh. In all my cross outs, <laughs> I have him much lower. He's so um, fun. He's so fun. I think he this, is. I think this Ua tribe is my favorite tribe. And, um, that's why I'm having a hard time ranking them because I just put Ricard at number six, which I probably shouldn't have done. I put Brad at eight and I wanted to put JT and Shan higher, but I have to like kind of check myself a little bit because mm -hmm. they're not going to be the final five, but I really like this tribe. I like the conflicting personalities. I like Ricard style. Yeah. I like Brad style. I like Shan style and I like JD style. None of them work together, but I like all their styles and I wish we got to know Jeannie a little bit more in that first episode. And I was just going to say something to that. And I, it went out in my head. <laughs> I know I talk too much. That's the problem. Well, no, let me ask you said something very interesting that it's y'all. That's the problem with survivor. You have to look past what you're comfortable with. The personality mm -hmm. traits on that tribe, you probably would go out and hang out with. Mm -hmm. Right. They're fun. They're definitely fun. And that's what you have to look past. Mm -hmm. You have to look, you know, like what's really going on? Who's really bonding? Who's because sometimes that's what clouds your your viewpoint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Um, super unrelated. Um, but we've Phil and I have consistently gone back and forth on how to pronounce um his name. It's actually Jairus. So it is every, Jairus. Everyone's wrong. It's not Jairus. Like I thought it was Jairus. 
yeah, everyone's been wrong. Yeah. It's it's Jerris as and we all right. come what's, to find out. What's funny is so in the first episode I did for our patrons, I said Jerris, and then somebody said it's Jarius. So I said Jarius. I would say Jarius. But it's yeah. Jerris. There we go. That's Jarius. the first one I guessed. But nailed it. JD. So, anyways. But okay, so so Janet, we I, I kind of jumped over you here, but why do you think that he's gonna be able to rebound from what was a pretty rough first episode for him? He's so likable. Personality. Mm-hmm. I think something's gonna happen. He's not gonna give up. His personality is going to win over one other person that might win mm-hmm. over another person. Or he might wind up, this is where maybe he, I know when I was in the hot seat, I was up every morning looking for stuff in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Something could happen. I just, I just think that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that's it. fine. What do you got, Alexa? We I know we, we got to get your eight in. Who you got for Yeah, eight? I'm actually going to do eight, nine, ten. It's the entire remaining Yase tribe. I have David at number eight, Liana at number nine, and then Tiffany at number ten that puts her at the bottom for like my interpretation of the Yase tribe, but I actually think they're okay. I think they have a lot more cohesion in general than the Ua tribe does. So I think David is somebody who like everyone assumes that he would be a train wreck just because of his pregame press. But I actually think David's doing a really great job. I think Tiffany, when she was on the hot seat reacted very well, she said, you know, my name is out there. I'm, confident that I'm not going to go home, but I'm not going to stir this whole thing up. Um, So I, and I think Leon is like a really solid player. So um, that goes down to my 10. I'm just so worried about the strength of that tribe. I mean, so uh, we talked about this and Alex, I don't know if I actually talked about it with you or if it was with intern, but they were totally screwed in that first challenge on the boat. They had to find a yellow oar under a yellow looking rope. That's not fair at all. That oar blended right in. There's nothing popping with blue or green. It's yellow. That's the the kind of stuff Jamal used to get so upset, especially because like in the ladder challenge that we had where we were in the water, Mm -hmm. we were so far ahead, but the way the bottom of the ocean was, Mm -hmm. we, we, they were walking and we're still over our heads. Yeah trying to move this three, 400 pound ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's things like that, that, but you gotta, that's when you go like, that's when my sports background would kick in where I'm like, okay, you know, when an official calls it wrong, you gotta live with that. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, and, it's- and, and so like, I'm worried that, that this tribe is just, they're just going to lose and lose and lose. And I do think that Luvu probably loses at some point. Cause I don't think we're getting a swap. And Alexa, you mentioned this, but I think, I don't Jeff think we, I don't think swap. they swap this season. So I think that we will see Which each I love, tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it too. I think that we will see each tribe lose at least one uh, person pre-merge, but yeah. I think Yase is going to lose the most. And that's why towards the bottom here, I have so many Yase people. And I thought that Uwa would be the other tribe I'd be worried about. But based on what we kind of got from them in the first episode, I'm not as worried. I actually think that this is a Nasir 
or Yase person going home. And I've just decided to pick on the Yase women, even though I'm probably going to end up getting some sort of message from one of them in a week that says, ha ha told you so with a middle finger, but that's okay. Like I welcome that because that means if the way I look at it right now, if the Yase women really are able to take out David or Xander and do that confidently, then we really are getting to a point where this is starting to feel like new survivor because Kagayan was like that. And Kagayan had that really weird brains tribe and everything that was going on. But if they are willing to get rid of a David or a Xander right now, we are hitting that new era of survivor. They say, we really don't care about our strength early on. I just want to go to the end with the people that are like me and that I actually want to play survivor with. See, we talked about that on our tribe also. And I also believe that we were so, we did so well was because we were so bonded. It wasn't so much the strength, it was the bonding. Mm-hmm. I saw and that with Corolla back what, in. Yeah. In the most dominant tribe in Survivor history had the, like the two or three oldest people on that season and won every single, every single immunity challenge just because they had a good leader and they just ran the entire game. And that's what we did. We had, we were very bonded. We had a very different every night ending we did gratitudes and it was very different and then once the swap came all that went out the window but we yeah. were yeah. tight because of that mm-hmm. phil well, who me- is your nine? Oh, thank you alexa yeah so my nine i have deshaun who again i'm still a little worried about but i do think that by him and danny completing the task that puts nasir 100 on the hot seat i think that the women will say they did it like Nasir doesn't know what he's talking about. So I have Deshaun there and then I have Shan at number 10. And I'm going to be honest. When I first wrote these, I had Shan at number two. And then I realized that she just lost her quote unquote best friend, at least from what we were shown in this first mm-hmm. episode. But I will say that Danny and Shan after this first episode are hands down without a doubt, my favorite players on this season from one episode. Like it's really yeah. not close. I loved Shan's like her her like Imperial March theme song. Like I love <laughs> I love that she has all of this going on though, and she's leaning into it and like this is really who she is. I right. love that she has all of these things going on for her. And I love the way she was playing the game. And I love that she had no problem cutting Sarah, even though this whole yeah. time she was being believed. And she is saying to us and not saying to her tribe, I'm lying to every single person. Yeah, that is a that is the way winners play the game. Winners well, play I, the game, and it's scary. Yeah, I agree with you, and it's interesting because I have her, I think, in the same spot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She's in my tenth spot. Yep, which is exactly where I yeah. had her. Yep. Yeah. So, what's your take on her, then, Janet? I think that. She can be a very strong player. I think she's there to play the game. I think that people are going to underestimate her in the beginning. And I think she's going to be the type of player that makes relationships under the radar, which is what's going to carry her through. If she gets past, is she smart enough, which I think she is, to hook up with a meat shield? She needs Mm -hmm. a shield. Yeah. The problem with that tribe is there aren't very many meat shields. So she's got to find her meat shield in like a, a different, different way. kind of shield. Yeah. And she's I think Ricard to. is that person and she's already lined up with Ricard. I think her and Ricard are the tightest two people on that tribe. Yeah. And I think Ricard is going to ultimately be almost like her war dog shield where mm-hmm. war dog looks yeah. strong, but he's not actually very good at challenges. I actually think that's the way Ricard is. Ricard reminds me a lot of war dog early in the game. 
oh, like analyzing everything, but possibly overplaying to make sure that's, he's in a control a situation. That's a, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So, and I think I think that his Lauren might be might be Chantel. And who was the last remaining person from that tribe? If you don't count Rick Devin and Chris Underwood who were voted out of the game, it was Lauren. She was that last one to actually be voted out for the first time from that tribe. That could be Chantel here. Mm-hmm. Guess who my next person is? Is it Ricard? Yes. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I think Ricard, like, will, I think Ricard does have like longevity, but there's just a lot going on with him right now mm-hmm. that early in the game, it's never good to have attention on you. And I feel like there's he'll be able lot. to recover from it, but there is a lot. It's, it's, um, Almost his edit is he's he's probably a strong player and makes it through the game decently, mm-hmm. but because uh, the, the amount of attention he's getting now, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think he's going to end up overplaying at some point, yes. um, which is exactly what War Dog did. Like I am getting very similar vibes. Like I really am. I just think Ricard, I think Ricard's a little bit more subtle with it where war dog because he had the muscles and all that like it was a little bit harder and they kept losing so it was difficult for that tribe in general to yeah. hide who they really were um, that's a really good analogy i like that mm-hmm. thank you thank you war dog will be pleased that i'm but but so my thing is i don't i think that ricard though and in terms of this old come on in guys come on in whatever we want to call it which has gotten probably more attention than the rest of the premiere which is obnoxious because, like <laughs> the rest of the premiere was so I great agree. let's talk about the rest of the premiere and just have this as a talking point throughout, not the moment yeah. because it's really CBS pushed this to happen. So it's not yeah. this massive like surprise moment. But when Ricard says this, it doesn't seem like anybody in the game was all that upset with him saying this or going against Evie and decided right. two days later or anything like that. And he spoke up and that's fine, whatever. But the community has been very polarized on him. Yes. And so that's kind of skewing my interpretation maybe of how I actually saw on TV, which might not have been that bad, but the community either loves him or hates him at this point. Yeah. Um, Interesting because the survivor community took the focus off of the people and just what's going on with the, with Jeff saying the comments or not like just us survivors. I don't want to say survivor, just us people. Mm -hmm. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because my granddaughters, I say guys all the time. I'm like, come on, guys. My granddaughters, two and three and four years old, repeat me that way. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm a little sad, but I'm, you know, it is what it is. And it's okay. You know, it'll go yeah. forward. But should now, now here's my question. Should we just like banish Ricard? Is that what, like, is that what you, because that's what it seems like some people here, they're just like Ricard. No gone like i can't yeah. stand it and i think that that's what's gotten blown out of proportion am i do I, am yeah. i upset come on in guys is gone too i am upset i mean not in a yeah. way of like i'm obviously yeah. more upset if like when sari gets screwed at final right. six game changers right i'm not really a traditionalist with survivor i'm not somebody who i don't care if he says the tribe is spoken i don't care right. about any of that stuff like to me that's not yeah. what gets me going about survivor <laughs> i like the social game yeah i like the strategy i like that i element. care that it was made a thing when it 
didn't have to be a yes, thing. That's what I that's I guess what irks me a little bit more. And I don't like that Ricard has now almost become a little bit of a scapegoat here for CBS who wanted to get rid of this anyway. And right. now they can kind of put it on Ricard and say, Well, it was him, and that's what we wanted anyway. Right. So tweet at me. But at the end of the day, nobody's tweeting at Jeff Probst because he said he's not going to look at it. People are tweeting at Ricard because they know that Ricard is going to be looking at his tweets. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you. I think that Ricard is getting hit with something that necessarily he's the poster child for it mm-hmm. without his willingness. Yeah, like thanks. survivors come on in would be something great to say, you know, yeah. something, but I, you know, like, again, the survivors us reacted, I think differently from the community mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, when I first heard Jeff yell that I was in the front of the line and it was like, I put tingles on me. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. <laughs> that's awesome so you know it was and lauren screamed it was like Woo! You know? yeah 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 like, so you know i don't know i think ricard is getting the brunt of something that he kind of fell into did not necessarily yeah. caused yeah um, i kind of feel bad for him in this situation because i totally. think like he's i think he's getting a little bit of a a, a bad rap and they're making it like he's the only one who wanted this when every producer on survivor wanted this outcome. Yeah. They wouldn't have brought it up on the boat on day one. If this isn't the outcome they want. Cause it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. This is what they wanted. So Alexa, who's your number 11? My number 11 is Deshaun. We have talked about him a little bit. Um, I think of the Luvu tribe, I know we kind of talked about him versus Danny. I think people are going to see Danny as like the gigantic guy who's going to be able to help in challenges. Um, so I have Deshaun there. I still think Nasir is in the most trouble out of that tribe, but I have Deshaun just a bit lower. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have JD at eleven. Um, I think that I think that the way that this shaped up, where he really wasn't the other target at all, it seems like Sarah <laughs> thought so, and then. And then Ricard was very willing to just say, hey, vote for Brad. Why not? Yeah, Brad said this. Uh, that I thought that was pretty telling for JD. And I think JD, JD was getting a little bit of a, I don't want to call it the dodo edit, but it kind of reminded me of what they do to a lot of younger players. It reminded yeah. me kind of like what they did to Jacob. It reminds me of what they did to Pat Bolton, where because they're young, it might be easier to play them up as like, we just talk all the time and we don't stop. But in reality, the times that he was speaking, it seems like it was pretty warranted. And then they're just cutting away to somebody probably looking at a leaf and being annoyed. And they make it seem like they're annoyed that at JD speaking, I don't really buy what they were selling to me in this episode. Mm -hmm. I tend to agree with what you're saying. I think that the younger players do get portrayed that way. But again, you're looking at the younger players, especially the boys getting portrayed that way. Yeah. Um, you're looking at the smart players and, you know, they, they pick their characters. Mm-hmm. And I do think he's fallen into the character portrayal a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And not given the credit that he should be given. Yeah. He not- made, I think because he made that a live tribal council, I think that's also why he got the edit he did because he stood up and did all of that. And it might make it look like, oh, he changed minds. I think coming into that, like if he doesn't do what he did at that tribal council, I don't think he gets the same type of edit that he actually did get in that premiere. Mm-hmm. My pick at that level is Nasir. Okay, so you ever see at 12 yeah. right after a card. Yeah. Well, how is Nasir, how is Nasir surviving if they go to tribal? 
or is he not? I don't know. Sydney lower. So you're you're thinking Sydney would go before Nasir. I did. Uh no, I have Nasir before Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, you have Sydney. I mean, you have Sydney lower, right? You have Sydney. Yes, yes, yes. 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 So yes, that's what I'm yes. saying. You actually think that Nasir isn't in the most danger on this tribe. Mm-hmm. It's actually Sydney. Because Sydney will be a given. They go to tribal council. That's a given. If somebody gets smart enough to say, let's do a blind side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they go to Sydney and say, let's do a blind side. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Okay. And do you think, so do you think Nasir is going to be able to get back in with the guys? Do you think the guys are going to hold a grudge against him though? I don't know. It all really depends. That's where it depends upon the elements. Yeah. How worn down they are, you know. Because now we're getting to that point where these, this is the danger zone, this bottom five, bottom six. This is the danger zone for this week that they might not go this week if their tribe wins, but they'll go next week if their tribe loses. We're kind of in that point now. Yes. Yes. That's, I agree with that. Uh, I'll, I'll go with my 12 before you, Alexa, just cause I have Evie here, which you all already talked about. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see one more episode of Evie before I call her the, the top dog up at, um, at, uh, this tribe, Yase, but I'm very close to calling Evie the top dog at Yase, but I want to see yeah. one more episode. <laughs> I would love to see Evie go yeah. four in the game. Mm-hmm. I would love, I love her. I, I think Evie set up really well. Yeah. Yeah, Evie nobody's was nobody's gonna think she can. Well, and that was the thing. After the first episode, I wasn't totally sold. I was sitting there and I thought about it. I know in the recap, I was I was eh, Evie's here, but is she is she overplaying? What's going on here? And yeah. now that I've thought about it and I've actually looked at where that tribe is going, I think that Liana, Tiffany are in more danger this week. I still think that the guys are going to be okay, but I could be co- totally wrong. But if one of the guys goes, Evie is in 100% control of that tribe. And I really believe that. Like, mm-hmm. I believe that. So this is going to be a very telling week if Yase goes and Evie is able to convince Liana and Tiffany, let's get rid of these guys because we don't need them. There's going to be a swap or there's going to be something anyway. So let's do it. And then I will then I will be totally sold that uh, Evie, is, Evie is going to go very, very deep and yes. run it over at that tribe. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. All right, Alexa, who's your 12? My 12 is Ricard. Um, we've kind of talked about him ad nauseum. Um, my actually, wow. my, four of my bottom five are from the Ua tribe. I think they wow. are in some trouble. I go Ricard 12, Jeannie 13, Brad 14, and JD 15. I never thought I would have JD this low. Um, I just think that they... They just don't feel super cohesive. They are a blast to watch. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't really see like the full challenge strength there either. And there's, there's really no room for error on these challenges. Um, I think we haven't really talked about Jeannie much. I think this is the first time Jeannie's come up. Um, I feel a little bad. I think she, I like, we didn't get a lot from her at all. So I really don't know where she stands, but um, she voted she voted for Ricard and nobody else did. So I don't know if there was just confusion with the, like the live tribal situation. Um, but I am a little nervous for Jeannie. And I think Brad is also like, I'd Brad like directly telling two people to their face that he was going to vote them out was really endearing, but I also think kind of tough. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I agree with that. I'm I'm surprised you have four of your bottom five though, all from that Ua tribe, because I do think that there's definitely a an, a hierarchy in that grouping, and mm-hmm. I I'm feeling pretty confident that Ricard and and Brad are going to survive this episode, especially Ricard, JD and Jeannie. I definitely see lower yeah. there, but Ricard, I'm very confident that he's in control of that tribe with Shan. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of who is their actual third. I think their third is Brad because I think that Brad is somebody who's maybe doesn't totally understand the game or anything like that. But I think for right now, I think he's their third. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm not so sure, but yeah. Okay. So who I do you just have don't have the confidence in Brad. That's all. I, just I don't. think though, I think what's working for Brad right now is that I don't think Shan or Ricard have the confidence in Brad either. They just have the confidence in Brad to not vote against them and overthink it and side that with the other be. two. And that's where I think it works in his favor right now. And that's what we did with Nora all the time. There you go. Right. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, they're the one making the decision of who they're going right. to take to the final three. That's <laughs> so, right. You know, you can only do so much with the goats nowadays in Survivor, it's but hey, that's what happens. <laughs> Who's your 13, Janet? Jeannie. Jeannie, that's exactly yeah. who I have at 13. Yeah. Wow, across the board. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we just don't know enough about Jeannie. I don't really know. I just feel man. like she probably has a stronger personality than what we're seeing. Yeah. I think she's probably, I don't know. I just, I'm relating her to Elaine mm-hmm. on my season. Mm-hmm. And Elaine was very well liked very congenial. I I just think she's somebody that isn't going to ruffle feathers, but doesn't, you know, I don't know. They don't see her as a strong player. I uh, see my biggest concern with Jeannie. And the reason I have her this low at number 13 and the lowest member of her tribe. Uh, I think if Ua goes, she'd go is because with how massive Jeannie's personality should be because of why she's cast on the season, because of like, you know, we got a little bit of a story from her, but not much, but what she should be. The fact that we didn't get that must mean she's not very integral to this season because there's, there's no way survivor wasn't going to edit Elaine. They weren't going to edit Nora. They were going to be edited massively, no matter what happened. Right. Was very quiet early on though. Who was Dean? Yeah, well, yeah, he's like kind of the exception to the Dean, rule. But my thing but is, Dean doesn't much. have that genie Elaine Nora personality. Yeah, that's so right. So what I'm saying is, when you have this big of a personality, if you're going to go far, they're going to be like, look over here, Rick Devins, uh, Russell yeah. Hans, like whoever it is, yeah. look at us. And the fact that we didn't get that from her in this episode does concern me. Yeah, that yeah. that's it. That we're not actually going to get much be. from her this season. And if she goes next episode, they almost don't want us to like her as much as we should like her because we would be so disappointed that there she goes at 15, at 16 like, place. Like at Chelsea. Summer. Yeah. Like when Chelsea Absolutely. got voted out early, yep. there wasn't a huge edit on her, but there was a little bit, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Jan- Janet, this is the fill in and Janet show now because Alexa went all the way up to her 15. And for those playing yeah. at home, they could guess yeah, 16, but we won't get there anyway. Who's <laughs> your 14, Janet? Sydney. Okay, so you're very low on Sydney. Why? Because I think that she's going to be a th- looked at as a threat. Mm-hmm. As I don't know, I just, I just think that. <laughs> yeah, I think I my personal belief here is I think she's going to get 
through one vote before they start to see her as a threat. She okay. could go the opposite of Evie, where like Evie, I wasn't sure how that was going to go at the beginning. And now I'm saying, Evie, if they control this next vote, they're going to be the one who's totally in control of this game for that tribe. Sydney, I could see being totally in control after the first vote and then losing some steam because then she starts to feel a little comfortable and now it starts to fall off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty good analysis there. I think that might (laughs) be it. And that's the thing. I got to look at her personality a little bit more if we get to see it to see, but I do think she is doing a lot of observations and making a lot of, um, relationships, but I don't think she's viewed as a strong person yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my 14 is Tiffany. I don't want it to be true, um, <laughs> but I just have her low just because I do worry that if there was this talk that, you know, Liana and Evie were going to team up with Xander and David. And if that were to happen, that means Tiffany has no chance. So that's, that's where I'm concerned is that Tiffany would go in that situation, which is why I have her down here at 14 yeah now i have david if Tiffany, ah. if tides can turn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um i really think if people get smart enough this is when the weaker players or not the weaker the less out there players mm-hmm. need to bond together to go after the strong it's got to happen early strike strike yeah. fast so you have david next and then who do you have at the bottom Liana. Okay. See, I fly, I I go Liana at 15 and then Nasir at 16. That's who I end with too. Which is who Alexa has as well. Now, why though, Janet, are are you so low on Liana? Because I'm very low. I, I really love Liana coming into the season, but I'm concerned for her after that first episode. I think um, her, her name is going to be in people's mouths. Mm-hmm just because of what we saw on the first episode, you know, I think she's going to be watched and I, I just think she can be, um, they go to tribal council. I just think she could be an easy target. Yeah. I, I do worry that, um, for her, Evie is a little more unsuspecting right now, even though Evie is more in control. Yeah. They're not going to anticipate it yet. And I think that Liana might be the kind of the scapegoat if they do go that way. If the guys say, hey, let's team up with Tiffany. Let's get yeah. rid of either Liana or or uh, or Evie. I think they might go Liana because they it's you know they just underestimate the way Evie's playing. Evie gets to survive one more vote and then figure it out. So that's why, yeah, I have Liana at 15 and it kills me because I love Liana. I thought she was great in the preseason. I really liked her in that first yeah. episode, but I just don't have much faith. And I think Evie's smart enough to look down the road six places and – try and start that mm-hmm. process going. Start that way. I, I yeah. think she's a good player, Evie. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think Evie will I think I see like sort of a, the Shan in Evie in that I think Evie is aligned with who who they're aligned with, but right. is not married is not married to them. Like if the, right. if if it's gonna be Leana, Evie won't necessarily fight it. I don't, yeah, I don't think Evie cares. I think Evie is willing to cut whoever needs to be cut in order to go further in the game, mm-hmm. especially this early. I don't feel like there's any love loss for voting out Liana, who's not going to vote for you to win anyway because she won't make the jury. So, you know, <laughs> and then Alexa, we both have Nasir down here at the bottom. Uh, if Luvu loses, in my opinion, there's no doubt. I think it's the most obvious boot 
uh, out of all of them. I know Janet had Sydney lower, but I think Sydney is doomed after the first vote. I don't think she's doomed during this first vote. And I think Nasir just just shot himself in the foot in this yeah. first episode. Yeah. And he took a yeah. chance and it would have paid off had they not filled the buckets, but he was he underestimated the strength of Deshaun and Danny, which is never a good thing to do with your tribe in general. Yeah. No, I agree. Right, Interesting. Well. There we have it. There's our power rankings. We the first power rankings and predictions we've done since the finale of season 40 that we did with Troy Zane. It feels good to be back. Yes, it does. Feels great. Thing. Thank and you for having me. Yeah, Janet, it was great to finally have you on. I know everything got kind of lost in the shuffle after season 39. We had so many people from 39 who hopped on. And then by that point, we were like, oh, my gosh, if we talk about Island of the Idols one more time, there's I'm not making yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and now here we are finally able to get you on here and talk about uh, the early season of season 41. And uh, this was a lot of fun. This it was great. fun. I, I really uh, thank you for having me on. And it'll be an interesting season. It will be an interesting season. Alexa, why don't you uh, take us on home here? It's um yeah, so we uh, we're going back to our normal schedule. So this coming Wednesday, um we are going to be recapping episode 2. Um right after the episode, I will not be in attendance. Um I have a a work event that I have to go to. So Phil will be joined by probably Robert recapping this, but Who I don't hasn't know. hasn't answered me yet. Oh, okay. So we have asked him, which is good. But in the meantime, you should become a patron at patreon.com backslash survivor specialist. If you want the chance to win a buff and play in this power rankings game that we just did, become a $20 patron, and then email us your power rankings for the week. Yes. And Janet, thank you so much for playing. Setting thank the you. tone so for fun. the survivors coming up. For anybody who follows now, we'll see how you do, and they'll always have to compare themselves. They do better or worse than what Janet did in episode one. So this is a big <laughs> tone setter. There you go. Thank Thanks you for coming for on. And me. yes, it was great. And uh, we'll see everybody on Wednesday. All Bye. Right. Bye.